The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Megan Moore. The Central Virginia Transportation Authority has named their first executive director. Ian Stewart with VPM News has more. Since the General Assembly established the authority three years ago, Chet Parsons has served as the acting executive director. Through his work with Plan RVA, a group working on regional transportation projects, Parsons has been able to use his 26 years of experience to guide CTVA's funding initiatives. But now we can think about kind of the bigger picture of funding of big regional priorities in the greater Richmond region. To get funds, localities go through an application process that happens every two years. And we're now gearing up this fall to open up applications for our third round of funding. But the next big step for Parsons will be to oversee the ability for CTVA to issue bonds to fund even more projects. Ian Stewart, VPM News. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says a life-threatening meat allergy is an emerging health concern in Virginia. Alpha-gal syndrome usually comes from a tick bite, mainly lone star ticks, according to WSET. Those diagnosed with the syndrome must avoid eating the alpha-gal molecule, which is usually found in hooved animals like cows and pigs. If you are experiencing allergic reactions like hives and swelling after a meal, the CDC says to contact your doctor. Blue moons happen every, well, once in a blue moon. They occur when there are two full months in a month, but aren't actually blue. And the next one is tonight and Thursday. Kelsey Johnson, an astronomer at the University of Virginia and president of the American Astronomical Society, says it will appear a little larger than usual because of the moon's orbit. Its orbit isn't perfectly circular, so sometimes it's a little bit closer to Earth and sometimes it's a little bit farther from Earth. On average, the moon is about 240,000 miles away. But during this blue moon, the moon is actually going to be only about 222,000 miles away from us. So it's about 7% closer than it is on average. As a result, Johnson says this week's blue moon will look just a little bit bigger and brighter. It's the perfect time of year to enjoy some fresh berries, figs, and peaches right from the source. Take a stroll in Richmond City streets, parks, or the trails and you'll come across something edible. But is it legal or even ethical to pick it? Whitney Evans with VPM News explores this question as part of our new series, Curious Commonwealth. GM Keaton keeps an eye out for ripened fruit while walking their dog Laszlo through Richmond. Come here, buddy. Come here. Keaton is an artist and adjunct professor at Virginia Commonwealth University. They're also a bit of an amateur ecologist. We walk all the time, so I feel like yes, we get to watch a lot of different plants do their things. They've spent a lot of time getting to know each tree and plant they pass, whether it's on public or private property, whether the fruit is ripe for harvest, and other factors that play into a decision to pick or not to pick. There's a pomegranate tree, but it's not thriving here, and they're only producing so many fruits. I would not take the pomegranate. Keaton has a Google map pinned with trees and other plants that have sweet offerings. Fig trees typically like produce a lot of fruit, so it doesn't feel as like 
limited as the pomegranate. Keaton says they're pretty sure state law allows for harvesting fruit that grows on private property but hangs over a public right-of-way. They say this while carefully circumnavigating sticky sidewalk jam beneath a mulberry tree. I'm like, if people are dodging your plant, it seems like fair game. Keaton isn't alone in their street fruit fixation. There are apps and websites that track and map fruit trees in cities across the country. The app Falling Fruit, for instance, helps urban foragers track harvests and leave notes on their quality. Do you see them? There's a little bit right there. Arlie Ross's backyard in Brooklyn Park is listed on falling fruit as having a blackberry bush in the alley. She doesn't seem too concerned with the tangled mess of vines out back or the people she says stop by to investigate. Ross has got a bigger garden to tend to and graciously opens her gate to reveal a smorgasbord. Um, that's garlic chives. And then over here I think we have a couple of raspberries. I don't know if they're ripe yet. There are vegetables and herbs in pots lining the fences and spilling out of a greenhouse. Blueberries, tomatoes, grapefruit, and an orange tree. She offers up pretty much anything I can carry and reiterates a familiar point. If my tree were overhanging, anything out in the public way you're allowed to take. Ross says she was curious about the law, not because she wanted to protect her own crops. Not because of me, because I kept finding like cherry trees, plum trees, like all, all kinds of stuff all over the city. In Churchill, there are some grapes doing the exact thing Ross mentioned. According to the fruit app, they're growing out from someone's private property over the fence and are hanging above the sidewalk. John Perry answers the door. He says he did not put the grapevines on the falling fruit app. My son may have. He may have. I, I, I didn't. He says he usually invites people to help themselves, and then he directs them to a neighbor's peach tree. I see the peaches on the sidewalk. They're just falling off the tree. There's so many on there right now, and I don't know that they're on the map that you're talking about. Whether it's actually legal to take fruit from trees or vines on private property that hang in a public space is a murky topic. Jennifer Friedel teaches agriculture law and environmental law at Virginia Tech. She couldn't find anything in state law or Richmond City Code that addresses the issue directly. Also did a quick search to see if there had been any cases in Virginia about private property picking fruit from overhanging trees, etc. I didn't find anything. Virginia has what's called a self-help law, which allows a property owner to trim a neighbor's tree if its branches are causing a problem on their own property. The law also makes clear that if the entire trunk is on the neighbor's property, that landowner owns that tree and every part of it. And so the fruit hanging on that tree are private property. Picking from trees on private property without permission is misdemeanor theft, and violators can be fined up to $500, according to state law. But the bit about fruit hanging over sidewalks being fair game, it isn't overtly mentioned anywhere. I reached out to City Hall to see if there was something for Dell or I had overlooked, but a city spokesperson did not respond before this story aired. So I asked someone else in Richmond who is close-ish to the issue. Kate Rivara coordinates the city's community gardens. She couldn't speak to the private-public question specifically, but brought up another important consideration. What are the rules around harvesting community gardens? She says there are about 22 registered in the city. Some of those have plots that are rented or assigned to individuals and families. But on the other hand, we have some gardens that are very much um, established for sharing. And those ones are uh, people are encouraged to pick from. Foraging is allowed from all fruiting trees and shrubs in the community gardens, Rivara says. 
If they are reserved for the gardeners who tend that plot and should not be picked from, the plots are marked with numbers or names. But in Sankofa, Community Orchard, and Fonicello Food Forest, for example, the public is encouraged to harvest enough for limited personal use. Rivara says it can get confusing. We've experienced some people coming in and really over-harvesting um, at one of our gardens, you know, where everybody's very excited about fig season, which we're in right now. Um, somebody came in and like cleared off the whole tree. And so we can only assume at that point they brought it to their restaurant and made something for everybody with that volume. But they took more than they needed for their personal use, and then those gardeners didn't get to eat any figs. Rivara brought up more ethical and some environmental principles to consider. It's important to learn about what you're picking, whether it's edible, and also that it's not the first or last fruit on the plant, to ensure the population is robust enough to share. Have your friend try a pawpaw for the first time, but also remember that there are other people and animals who want to eat this fruit. Stay on trails to avoid disturbing ecosystems, and keep an eye out for herbicides. Taking in those surroundings and seeing like, wait, do I see blue dye from sprayed herbicide or do I see a sign on the side of the trail that says we've been treating here? If you do, then don't pick that that fruit because, you know, there's some risk for you. Rivara says these are foraging principles you can and should bring to city streets. She also says many property owners are fine with sharing, but it's still good practice to ask. And then you don't have to like... Um, have this like strange feeling of guilt or shame running away with the figs, right? Like you actually made a connection and maybe that's the gift that plant also gave you. Oh yeah, that one is definitely a little hard to pull. Definitely a good fig. My family uses this principle as a nice excuse to say hello to our neighbors while on our evening walks. That one was so sweet. Whitney Evans, VPM News. This story was produced as part of VPM's new series, Curious Commonwealth. To submit a question about Virginia that you would like the VPM news reporters to investigate, go to vpm.org curious. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.